Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Count it all joy. That is like one of uh, my favorite things, number it up. Anytime I have been in a circumstance or a situation in which I was feeling a little bit um, like I wanted to complain or consumed or overwhelmed by things and life around me, I just began to count it all joy. I call it counting it up, numbering it. I'll start putting my hands on the things around me tapping into the things around me and reminding myself how good God has been to me. And I know some of you are like, but I'm in deficit, I'm in insurmountable debt, bills, circumstance, situation, but I'm telling you to count it all joy. Like count it all joy, God has you. I'm gonna read something to you and pray before we get started. God will take care of even your enemies. And um, I th- I not, not think I know this is going to mean something if the Holy Spirit is giving me this. This is Psalms 55. Listen to my prayer, O God. Do not ignore my cry for help. Please listen and answer me, for I am overwhelmed by my troubles. My enemies shout at me, making loud and wicked threats. They bring trouble on me and angrily hunt me down. My heart pounds in my chest. The terror of death assaults me. Fear and trembling overwhelm me, and I cannot stop shaking. Oh, that I had wings like a dove, then I would fly away and rest. I would fly far away to the quiet of the wilderness. How quickly I would escape far from this wild storm of hatred. Confuse them, Lord, and frustrate their plans, for I see violence and conflict in the city. Its walls are patrolled day and night against invaders, but the real danger is wickedness within the city. Everything is falling apart. Threats and cheating are rampant in the city. It is not an enemy who taunts me. I could bear that. It is not my foes so arrogantly insult me. I could have hidden from them. Instead, it is you, my equal, my companion and close friend. What good fellowship we once enjoyed as we walked together in the house of God. Let death stalk my enemies. Let the grave swallow them alive. For evil makes its home within them. But I will call on God, and the Lord will rescue me. Morning, noon, and night, I cry out in my distress, and the Lord hears my voice. He ransoms me and keeps me safe from the battle waged against me. Though many still oppose me, God, who has ruled forever, will hear me and humble them. For my enemies refuse to change their ways. They do not fear God. As for my companion, he betrayed his friends. He broke his promises. His words are as smooth as butter, but his heart is war. His words are soothing as lotion, but underneath are daggers. Give your burdens to the Lord, and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. But you, O God, will send the wicked down to the pit of destruction. Murderers and liars will die, die young, but I am trusting you to save me. Isn't that a word? Isn't that a good word from the Lord? That was Psalms 55. So, so David is telling, God even deals with our enemies. God deals with our enemies. God deals with every circumstance and every situation around us. God is going to deal with your enemies. 
God is not going to allow your enemy's room to overtake you, to consume you, to, um, uh, rule, to, to rule over you. That's not the kind of God we serve. That's not the kind of God we serve. So if it seems a little consuming, it could, seems a little overwhelming right now, cry out to the Lord. Declare the word of God to be your truth and just stand, stand fast in that. I promise you, God is God has you. God is no respecter of person. I know that. I know that. Well, welcome to Coffee and Conversations. I'm Lakeisha Johnson. I am Lakeisha Johnson, your host. Do me a favor, go put the video out there, share it. Um, let's get ready to pray and get in this word today. We've been on giving, we've been on sowing, we've been on reaping. And we know the Lord is going to finish this thing strong this week. So I have a word, a, a word for you um, today um, about serving the poor and about giving. I want you to know something. What, what is taking place right now has to take place in your born-again self. Has to take place in your born-again self. You cannot keep trying to conceive this with your carnal, natural mind, or you're going to miss what the Holy Spirit is trying to do for you. Father, we thank you. Hmm. We thank you, Father God, for just who you are, for the greater witness of the Holy Spirit, for your word, which is sovereign and true. We thank you, Father God, for a fresh anointing. We thank you, Lord God, for your purpose and plan for our life. We thank you, Father God, for the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Father God, that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, Lord God, what you long to do for us. We thank you, Father God, for great is your peace. So great is our peace and undisturbed composure. We thank you, Lord God, that that rest in every area of our life. We resist the enemy today so that he can flee from us, Father God. Flee from our finances, flee, flee from our mind, flee from our spirit, flee from our soul. And we thank you, Father God, from a power that comes from on high. We thank you, Father God, for a fresh anointing, for a fresh wind blowing this day, for the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. We thank you for the Holy Ghost. 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 In Jesus' name, I'm so grateful for the Holy Spirit. I am so grateful. I was talking to my friend this morning as I was coming into the studio, my sister, and I was like, I'm just so grateful for the Holy Ghost. I'm so grateful for the Holy Spirit because his wisdom just supersedes anything that I can imagine. And when I don't have a, a wisdom for something, he just comes right in. He just comes right in and takes this thing over. But I've had to learn to yield to him. I've had to learn to be steadfast in him. I want y'all to hold on to what we're teaching this morning and what the Lord has been showing us this week. And we've been talking about our giving. And we were talking about yesterday, I gave you some precepts. Giving is an individual matter. Um, there's some beneficiary, it's beneficial for you to give. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit today about who you give to. Um, I want to talk to you about the poor. I want to talk to you a little bit about the widow. I want to talk to you about taking. And remember, remember one of the scriptures that the Lord gave us yesterday, right? And we talked about that yesterday, and we got to remember that, and we got to stay true to that. And that is um, 1 John 4 and 26. And, Christ, and God simply said, those who are in me, I'm going to summarize it. I'm going to 
I'm going to give you a summary. Those that are in me, do what Christ do. And if they don't, then they are liars. That's basically what this scripture says. So you can't have the heart of God. You can't be a Christian. You can't walk this thing out. And you're not giving. Who are you giving to? Who are you giving to? What's getting your money? What's getting your time? What's, what, who are you giving to? Are you giving to the kingdom? I want to give you this scripture first. Um, I love the Holy Spirit. Matthew 6, 19 and 21 says, Do not store for yourselves treasures on this earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so a lot of times we're struggling with this giving thing because we don't want nobody to tell us what to do with our money. We don't. We don't want to have conversations about money because we want to store up for ourselves. If we've been in lack, we definitely don't want to have this conversation because right now I'm trying to bail myself out. And the Lord is saying to us, there's a kingdom way of giving. People often wonder what are the basic biblical principles for giving. And God has a response to that. Can I tell you something? Matthew 6, 1 and 4 says, beware of practicing your righteousness before men. I said that to you, to be noticed by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your fathers who is in heaven. So when you give to the poor, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets so that they may be honored by men. Truly, I say to you that they have their reward in full. But when you give to the poor, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving will be in secret. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you will reward you. So where does our giving or who is our giving supposed to go to? There's a few things I just want to share with you this morning. And I want you to understand this. We're supposed about, we're supposed to serve the poor. We're supposed to serve the poor. The scripture tells us to take care of the orphans and the scripture tells us to take care of the widow. So this morning is a little bit of a self check. Are you taking care of the poor? Are you taking care of the widows? What is your attitude towards the poor? What is your attitude towards the homeless? And then I need you to be real, real with yourself. Because not all of us, but some of us are one paycheck from being poor. One paycheck from being poor. One paycheck from being in a circumstance or a situation when financially you could be on the opposite end of this. So don't get pious. Don't get haughty. Don't get up in arms. Don't get funny acting because your money seem a little bit right right now. Don't get funny acting because your money seems a little right. So I want to give you some scriptures in reverence to the poor. Giving, remember, is an individual matter. Giving requires resolve. We talked about that yesterday. Giving is to be private and not public. Giving has a reward. God responds to the giver. 2 Corinthians 9 and 8 says, All grace will abide to abound to you. And what it's saying here when it's talking about all grace abounding to you, it's talking about unmerited favor. And can I tell you something? Your increase isn't going to be just financially. Don't just look at it from money. Your increase may happen in so many ways. Your bills may get, get lowered. Something may get paid off for you suddenly. Your health may improve. Your relationships may improve. You got to understand what this word does for you. 
So I want to say Proverbs 19, 17, whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord and he will repay him for his deed. Did you hear what I said? Whoever, come on, Holy Ghost, you lead this thing. Whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord and he will repay him for his deed. First John 3, 17 and 18. But if anyone has the world's good, now this is where it's hard. If anyone has the world's goods and sees his brothers in need, my God, yet closes his heart against him. How does God, God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. Indeed and in truth, right? Indeed and in truth. Here is the thing. You cannot love God, serve God, and your neighbor next door to you is in need and you not take care of them. It does not add up. And a lot of times we'll spend time, come on, Holy Ghost, trying to figure out why they're in need. That ain't your business. <laughs> that ain't your business. If your neighbor, he says here, if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. Indeed and in truth. How can you be standing next to someone in need and not respond to their need? You cannot be heartless like this. You cannot be heartless like this. If you are heartless like this, then you are only in word and truth. It is not, you are only, you cannot, you cannot. And that's the point God wants us to harp on. Who around you is suffering, hungry, struggling in need, and you are ignoring their need because you're trying to justify why they're hungry or you're trying to figure out how they got in this position. Well, why don't they don't get, get a job like me? Or why do they not stop having those kids? Or why did they put themselves in that circumstance and situation? That is not your business. That is not your business to determine their situation or their income. And I know the, the all, all the things and the adages. You give a man, you teach a man to fish, he's going to fish. That's great. That's great. But if you get in position and love like God says he'll love, they'll want to know how to fish when we're serving and loving the right way. The right way. Here's what the word says. But if anyone has the world's goods and deeds and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. Who around you is suffering and in need and you've ignored them? Who around you is in suffering and in need and you have ignored them? Who around you is a widow and you are not taking care of them or making sure that you take care of them? Their family is supposed to take care of them first. That's what Timothy says. But if their family is not in position in taking care of them, you are supposed to take care of the widows around you. Who around you is a widow and you haven't checked on them and you're not seeing about them? Whoever, Proverbs 14, 31, whoever oppresses a poor man insults his maker, but he who is generous to the needy honors him. Whoever has a bountiful eye will be blessed for he shares his bread with the poor. 
Proverbs 22 and 9. The scripture is so clear on this. The scripture is so clear on this. I don't, I, and we justify, we won't give to nonprofit organizations. We won't, uh, we won't sow into things around us. People are in need. We won't feed the hungry. We question the homeless. We dog the homeless out. We don't know how they got in this situation. And the word tells us if someone is poor, if someone is orphaned, if those are the circumstances of the situation, we should be taking care of them. Hey, Isaiah 58 and 10, if you pour yourself out for, for the hungry, and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then shall your light rise in the darkness and your gloom be as the dew. If you do this, you're doing this as an extension of Christ and who God is. This is a no-brainer. This Acts 20, 35, and all things I've shown you, that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak. Help the weak. And remember the words of Lord Jesus Christ, how he himself said it is more blessed to give than to receive. Proverbs 28, 27, whoever gives to the poor will not want. So there's a benefit in that for you. Whoever gives to the poor, not want. well, I ain't got enough myself. It don't matter. Start giving some of what you got. Ask the Lord to bless you, to increase you, to increase your capacity so that you can be able to give. He loves a cheerful, he loves, the Lord desires to put something in your hand and not give to who you feel like or where you feel like, but as the Lord leads, whoever gives to the poor will not want, but he who hides his eyes will get, will get many a curse. That's Proverbs 28 and 27. Whoever hides his eyes, if you hide and act like somebody around you does not have a need, you are bringing a curse upon yourself. That's what the word said. That's what Solomon said. And that was wisdom for ages. That wasn't Old Testament. That was wisdom for ages. Whoever gets to the poor will not want, but he who hides his eyes will get many a curse. You cannot be in a position and people around you are not in, are in need and you're leaving. They shouldn't have all those kids. That's not your business. <laughs> That's not your business. You stay sensitive to the heart of God. You got orphans around. You got widows. Check your surroundings. God has put you in a position to be a blessing to someone else. Go back to the verse scripture I gave you in Matthew. You're not storing up your treasures here on the earth. You're doing everything that you need to do for kingdom. Deuteronomy 15, 10 and 11. You shall give to him freely and your heart shall not be grudgingly when you give to him. Because for this, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in all that you undertake. For there will never cease to be poor in the land. Therefore, I command you, you shall open wide your hand to your brother, to the needy and to the poor in your land and to the poor in your land. Matthew 25, 31, 46, when the son of man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne before him will be gathered all the nations and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats and he will place the sheep on his right hand. All of those who come after Jesus, who follow them, it, Matthew 19, 21, Jesus said to him, if you will be perfect, go sell what you possess, give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Come and follow me. You are not supposed to store up your treasure. First John 3, 17, but if anyone whose world's goods sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart, how can God's love abide in him? 
I am a widow. I know what it's like to be a need. When my husband left, I lost income. <laughs> when my husband left, I lost income. Had it not been for the support of friends, uh, neighbors, I lost income. I lost income when my husband left. I lost his support. I don't know. I'm getting kind of teary. I, I guess because I know what it's like to be in need. I know what it's like to be a widow. We don't. We didn't get a divorce. We didn't um, ask for what has happened around us. It happened. And so it puts you in a different position or a different place. It's not like it's a life that you chose. And so I, the, the scripture is real clear here saying connect to those that are widows and make sure they're taken care of. The people that have, and there's a blessing. There's a blessing associated with that. Because God, I remember when my husband first left, I remember when my husband first left, somebody started cutting our yard. And he texted me, he said, I just want to take care of your yard for you because the Lord tells us to take care of the widows. And this is my service for you. This is the support that I'm going to give you. It was, it, it was big for me because I was trying to figure all of this out. The scripture has given us a word for everything. We are supposed to be givers if we're going to represent Christ and be, and then there's a blessing associated. Freely you have received and freely you should give. God provides to us for us to be generous. God provides for us for us to be generous. Stop questioning should you give and just give. God is never, unless you hear an unction of the Holy Spirit or a grieve in your spirit where the Lord tells you not, you should be giving. If someone is standing around you in need, you should be giving. And you should be giving. You should be giving what you can. You should be giving you. Sometimes $5 will mean something to somebody. Sometimes a meal. Sometimes buying somebody groceries. Sometimes putting gas in someone's car. We'll say something like, they need to get a job. But we don't even know. We don't even, man... <laughs> Karen, don't make me get on that. We don't even know if a person needs something. We, Karen said, Freeman said something big. We are too busy looking at the outer appearance of a person and trying to look at whether or not they are in need. Ask God. The kingdom is lacking because we Christians won't get in position and place. I don't, we don't want nobody to be too successful. We don't want nobody to achieve. We don't want nobody to come up. That is a spirit of oppression. And we have bought into the spirit of oppression. Christ came for us to have liberty. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. <laughs> free indeed. An outer, an outer, actually the scripture tells us we shouldn't look downtrodden and consumed and overwhelmed and all this other stuff. You're not supposed to really look like you're going through. Don't mean you don't go through. But if our heart becomes sensitive to the voice of God, if our heart becomes sensitive to the voice of God, then God will prompt you to give. Why? Because God is a giver. He was liberal in giving. He's liberal in supplying. He's liberal in making sure we take care of. We are supposed to serve the poor and serve the widows. The scriptures are clear in this. The orphans, who's orphaned around you? 
do some checks. And some of y'all are like, well, I've been going through myself. That's fine. You've been going through yourself. But perhaps if you get in a giving kind of mindset, the God will do something through you. The God will give something. And then don't get in a position where you exalt yourself. You exalt yourself. Stop exalting yourself. Exalt God. God, thank you for blessing me to be able to give. All, God is your source for everything. Take everything back, back to the source. I use this analogy. I'm going to say this and we're going to get out of here. And I loved old school thinking because in communities, people survived. Because if you had a chicken, somebody else had rice, somebody else had green beans, somebody else had Kool-Aid, somebody else had bread, we all had a meal. And nobody was going to go without. If we are going to have God's heart, go back to 1 John 4, 2 and 6. If we say we love Christ, if we say we're Christians, if we say we're of Christ, we should be giving. We should be giving. Ask the Holy Spirit to make you sensitive to the needs of others around you. Because we can become so internal, we miss the opportunity to serve those that are right around us who stand in need. And we don't realize it because we think everything is in place. We are supposed to be giving to the poor. We are supposed to be giving to the widows. We are supposed to be giving to our orphans. We are supposed to, and we are not supposed to question the validity. God is not mocked. If you're going to be, we're not all this stuff that tells you all this stuff. You got to let, we got, man, we got to get back to what kingdom is supposed to be. We all eat, we all come up. We all, it don't matter what someone else is not doing. We got to make the decision to do it. And there's going to be a response from the giver of all givers. I just gave you the background of why you should give. No more excuses. No more. I don't No more excuses. Make a purpose to give. Resolve in your heart. I'm going to get $5 a week, $6 a week, seven. Resolve in my heart. Resolve in your heart. Stop withholding your seed and giving just to people that you feel like you're supposed to give to and give the way that God's supposed to give. So liberally, and you're going to reap liberally. <laughs> so liberally. None will suffer lack if we all get in position. It, it's, it's so beneficial. You're benefiting the giver, benefiting yourself. God's gift to the giver is all grace abound. You're going to give benefit the person who's in need, right? God, And then God's going to be generous. He said that in the word. That makes me want to give all the more. That makes me want to give. Go check. you. Even how we take care of prisoners is in the word. We are not supposed to mistreat, abuse our prisoners. If you have a hard time serving and you have a hard time giving, it's because you do not have the heart of God. It ain't no, oh, well, people abuse. It don't matter. If you have a hard time giving and you have a hard time serving, it's because you are not sensitive to the voice of God. Well, that's it for today. So we got some stuff we got to chew. If we want to see kingdom in our lives, we got to act in kingdom in all capacity. And we don't just get to do exciting words and stuff that makes us feel good. If we want to see the kingdom activate, active in our lives, we got to activate kingdom principles. We got to act of kingdom principles. Kingdom principles. 
You got to uh, stop assessing the situation around you and just get in the position. You do not know why anybody is in any position. You just don't. You, ju you just don't. Uh, you just don't. Tomorrow I'm going to talk to you about giving to, the, giving to the gospel, taking care of your pastors. If we're going to eat this thing all the way through, if we're going to grow spiritually, we're gonna, I'm going to talk to you about giving to ministries, giving to your pastors, why you're supposed to give to them. Because a lot of times we won't sow or give to our pastors or pay to our churches, and we've justified. But I'm going to give you the scripture background on this and why you take care of them. <laughs> and why you take care of them, why you give why you make sure they're okay? I, people are telling me all the time, but well, they just need to go get a job. You, you got to watch what you say about your pastors. Watch what you say about your local ministries. Keep your mouth off certain circumstances and situations. Because this, if it'll lie, all you got to do is take whatever you're trying to justify. See, religion will have you messing stuff up. All you got to do is take whatever you're trying to justify to the word. And if it's backed up in the word, then what, what God is asking, some stuff God is requiring of you. Some stuff God is requiring of you and being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Well, guess what? That's it. I love y'all. We out of time. I love y'all so much. Let the, let the Holy Spirit do the work on you in this. Don't get up from the table. Ask the Holy Spirit. Father God, we thank you for this word today. Show us in your word in which we have, we have gotten off in our giving. Show us the poor that are around us that need to be taken care of. Let us be sensitive to the single mothers. Give us a heart. Give us wisdom for the homeless, Lord God. Give us wisdom for the homeless. Give us wisdom for the widows that are around us, Lord God. Let us be increased in your spirit so that we can go and serve like you would have us to serve. We are not to store up treasures for ourselves. We love you, Lord Lord God, we thank you, we bless you, we praise you, we magnify you. Give us a wisdom that can only come from above. I love y'all. I love you so much. Go be loved today. Go take care of the poor. Go do something for someone else today beside yourself. And we'll see you back in this thing in the morning, right? We're going to deal with ourselves this week so we can be great, so we can experience kingdom. So we can be, let God all up in your finances. Say, God, I'm letting you all up in my finances. I'm done doing money my own kind of way. I'm going to let you all up in my money. I'm going to let you all up in my finances. I'm going to let you all up in my giving. I'm going to let you all up in that because I want to be effective for you. In Jesus' name, amen. I love y'all. See y'all in the morning. Go be loved today. Why? Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.